Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. I'm your host, Paul Metzen. I saw an incredible theatrical performance this weekend at the Park Square Theater in St. Paul. The show entitled Marie in Rosetta is a musically charged presentation that takes place in a funeral home in Mississippi in 1946 featuring Sister Rosetta Tharp, considered the godmother of rock and roll, and her first rehearsal with her young protege Marie Knight as they prepare to embark on a world tour that would establish them as one of the great duos in music history. The show plays at the Park Square through December 30th, and I'm delighted to have the director of the show, Miss Wendy Knox, with me for the whole show on the Wall of Power Radio Hour tonight. Before I welcome Wendy to the show, I would like to introduce her tell you about just some of her accomplishments and productions. She received her Bachelor of Arts degree from Grinnell College and her Master of Fine Arts from the University of Washington. She is the founding artistic director of the Frank Theater since 1989. She has directed over 60 productions, including shows such as Three Penny Opera, Cabaret, The Cradle Rock, and Kalevala, among others. She's a teacher and an instructor at high school and colleges. She's won several awards, including a McKnight Theater Artist Fellowship and a Fulbright Scholarship that landed her in my homeland of Finland for a couple of years in the 1980s. With no further ado, I would like to introduce my guest, the very talented theater director, Miss Wendy Knox. Wendy, how are you? Thank you. You're make, fine. You're making me blush. Well, I'll tell you what. I read that resume and I went. I felt like such a complete loser. <laughs> you are so accomplished. My goodness gracious. Um, first of all, before we start talking about the great, uh, amazing show that was Maria and Rosetta, where did you grow up, Wendy? I grew up, I was born here in Minneapolis. I pretty much grew up in St. Cloud, but then landed back here. Okay. Now, your mother, God bless her, uh, came of age in the Finnish enclave of Palo Markham in St. Louis County in northeastern Minnesota, where I'm from. Uh-huh, yep. What did she, was she raised Finn? Oh, yeah, she was, she was, uh... Finnish was her first language. Her my grandfather came from Finland, and my grandmother uh, was her. Both of her parents came from Finland, so mom was one hundred percent Finnish. And the they had a farm in Palo that my um, uncle, who just died this last year, he you know they continued to have the the, the homestead is still there. So, okay, yeah. What, uh, what we would go we would go up there for every every. Fourth of July, and you know, as kids, we just loved because you know we go into Aurora, and they shut down the streets would be blocked off, and all these games for kids, and sure. the adults, of course, are all circulating from bar to bar, and mm-hmm. it was just, you know that it was it was great when we were kids going up there, and we'd go up for Thanksgiving, and you know, so we spent a fair amount of time up there too, also in the summer. Did you uh, do you remember some of your some of the things your mother's your mother cooked? I imagine Moyaka. Oh, Moyaka, yes, and she um, she also made up until she she passed away just about two years ago. But she she would make the pula. She'd make mm-hmm. the finish, you know, cardamom bread and um, beet salad. She oh, loved yeah. that, and you know, and after I lived in Finland and came back with the porcelain, she just loved when I would make Finnish things for her. Oh. You know, she's like, oh yeah, so yeah. I'm sure she was proud of that. My grandmother, for those of you out there uh, in the Wall of Power Radio Hour land that don't know what Moyaka is, it's fish stew with beef and potatoes and carrots. My grandmother, I don't know if your mom did it Wednesday, uh, Wendy, used to actually put the head of a northern in. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as a kid, to go up and look at what Grandma was cooking, and you see the the eyes of this northern look, it scared the bejesus out of you. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> but at the end yeah. of the day, it tasted great. So yeah. when was your, uh, growing up in Minneapolis, what high school did you go to? Well, I, I went to high school in St. Cloud. Oh, St. Cloud, Cloud, okay. So, yeah. I was born here, but then then when I was like four or five, my dad got a job teaching at the University of Northern Iowa, so we moved there for a year, and then he got he was head of special ed at St. Cloud State for like 25, 30 years. Cloudy, so, cloudy town. Where, 
Exactly. Yeah. So when did you get in, interested in, in, in theater? Well, I went to Grinnell College, and I went in as a chemistry major, thinking I was going to be pre-med or veterinarian or something like that, but I came out as a theater major. So, um, I don't know, somehow something happened there, and so that's when I, uh, that's when I started working in theater, and then I, then I moved to Seattle, and I worked for a year just in the theater there, and then I started graduate school, and, uh, in in directing so so you weren't really doing were you doing any kind of theater stuff in junior high and high school no not at all wow at all. no incredible nope yeah yeah so i think i was in i think i was in one play well my senior year of high school i was in one play uh Bye Bye Birdie, and I was playing one of the gang of bad girls. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I remember that was, uh, they presented that one a few years ahead of me, but my guitar teacher, Dennis Monroe, who was just a fabulous uh, guitar teacher and musician who taught me everything I needed to know to get started in the world of guitar playing when I was 12 years old, played the lead in Bye Bye Birdie. And, uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. and I remember that as being a very exciting play. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, we've just got about four minutes in the first set here on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. How did you get involved with this phenomenal production of Marie and Rosetta that's uh, going through December 30th at the Park Square Theater? I had worked uh, with the playwright, George Brandt. Um, uh, Frank Theater presented a play of his. We did it twice. It was a play called Grounded, which was about a female uh, pilot, um, and it was it's a one-person show. We did it, I think, in 2012, maybe, no, 2014, I think. Uh, one, you know, it was a solo performance by uh, Shay Cage, who won an Ivy Award for Best Solo Performance hmm. that year, and then we did it again last year, and we toured it to northern Minnesota. We played in Grand Rapids and in Duluth. It was Frank Theater's first tour. Nice. Um, yeah, and so while George was out here, he had uh, a fellowship at the Playwright Center, and uh, he did told me, you know, because I met him while we were working on Grounded, and he was, um, he said, yeah, I'm working on this new play, and it's just not even a play yet. It was just he had just had some scenes he had written, and uh, he said it was about you know Rosetta Tharp, and I had just recently heard. Uh, a, some short documentary thing on NPR about her, and I was like, "Huh, that was interesting." And so um, we worked on that. We workshopped the play at the Playwright Center, and um, the play has sort of become my education about Rosetta Tharp. Um, but um, and through during the workshop, he had mentioned this biography of, her, of hers called "Shout Sister Shout" by Gail Ward. Yes, I bought so, I bought that years ago. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Really, and she, Gail Wardlow. Yeah, is it Ward or Wardlow? I think it's Ward. But I'm okay, not, well, yeah, anyway, I'm she's not, a phenomenal yeah. writer. She, yeah. yeah. A great blues historian. It's great, and it's great because it goes in the whole history of, of Rosetta growing up in the church and, you know, just her, you know, spent most of her early years as a gospel singer. And, right. and so it was really it was great to, um, you know, to work with George on that. And then, uh, you know, then he went on to finish the play, and it's been produced several places been produced around the country and and then i had heard rumors that were that a a mid-sized twin cities theater was producing the play uh, but i didn't know i didn't know which one it was and i just thought huh i wonder for some reason i thought it was park square so i sent richard cook who was then the artistic director i sent him a message saying um hey if you're doing this play i i'd be interested (laughs) you know i I I understand if you're looking for a director of color, but if not, you know, I'd love to put my name in the hat. And he said, oh, we don't have the right. Someone else is doing it, but um, but we did apply for them, and, uh, you know, I'll let you know. So I was like, hmm, I'm still trying to think what theater could be doing it. And right. um, it turned out that the other theater that was going to do it passed on it, so Richard did get the rights, and then he contacted me. And so um, so it just worked out, and I was, I was thrilled because I really liked the play, and... It was also to work with these people, to work with Gary Hines of Sounds of Blackness. Oh, my God. Director in this. 
The guy's a genius. I mean, (laughs) and just such a oh man, yeah. He and uh, the coolest cat. We're talking with uh, director Wendy Knox, who uh, directs a a play called Marie and Rosetta about Sister Rosetta Tharp, playing at the Park Square Theater uh, through December 30th. And uh, we're going to be listening to some songs. There's 13 songs in the play uh, associated with Sister Rosetta Tharp, performed by. We'll talk about the actresses uh, in in the upcoming sets here in the Wall of Power Radio Hour. But one thing, but uh, before we listen to "Up Above My Head," which was uh, performed uh, in the production, was I got to give George credit because for a white guy, he nailed that uh, vernacular of 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 these two black women just to the wall we'll talk about it we're listening to a little music be back with uh wendy knox in the second set all through the night on the wall of power radio hour i really do believe yes i really do believe there's a heaven somewhere heaven somewhere Up above my head, up above my head, I hear music in the air, I hear music in the air, Number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities gay scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Standard Heating knows the holidays are a time for lists. Shopping lists, guest lists, good and naughty lists. But don't forget about the most important list of all, Standard's 24-point checklist that comes with our professional furnace tune-up. During December, you can get this crucial tune-up for $25 off. Learn how you can save $25 on our furnace tune-up and all our other year-end deals today at standardheatingdeals.com slash radio. Standard heating and air conditioning, comfort you deserve. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Burger Moe's makes holiday gifting easy and rewarding. For every $100 in gift cards purchased, valid at both Burger Moe's and the Downtown or Woodfire Grill, receive a bonus $20 gift card for yourself. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, panini, shakes, and desserts, and two daily happy hours. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking and online at burgermoe's.com. 
Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My guest for the whole show tonight, director Wendy Knox, who has uh, helped produce an incredible show at the Park Square Theater called Marie and Rosetta. When we uh, ended the first set, I was uh, telling Wendy I was so knocked out by this white guy, George Brandt, who lives in Cleveland, who so nailed the black female vernacular. Yeah, he did the, the dialogue is great. And then it also helps when you have those two amazing actors. I mean, Jamisia Bennett and Rajane Katura just, you know, they have really brought it to life. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, but it was just, you know, you were listening to that stuff and and uh, it takes place, you know, the whole show is a funeral parlor in Mississippi in 1946. And uh, Wendy, tell us, about, I mean, that wasn't just a, a function of the play. That's occasionally where Rosetta and Maria would end up staying as they went from town to town in the segregated South. Well, it was things with sort of the, you know, I mean, there's a thing called the Green Book. There's a movie coming out that's just come out, but I haven't seen it. But that sort of was, it was called, I think, the Green Book for Negro Travelers, So, to, which would tell, you know, our, traveling in the South at the heart, heart at the height of uh, Jim Crow, there were places that just weren't safe for for people to go. And so when these musicians were touring, uh, and not just musicians, anyone, it's just that this, they, would, they wouldn't be able to, they weren't welcome at hotels. So they had to find, they had to rely on Good Samaritans to help them find places to stay. And so it was often someone's garage, someone's kitchen, someone's couch, or like in this case, funeral parlor, which was not, I mean, it was a thing that happened that they would. So, uh, you know, as they were going from town to town playing, that's where their lodging was. So it um, it is interesting when the play opens and you see these coffins on stage, you're like, what's going on? You know, but uh, it's, it, and and believe me, when we were rehearsing the day that the, <laughs> the day that the set pieces started coming in and sure. the rehearsal room and the, the coffins had arrived, and it was so funny to watch each of the actors come and they go, like, whoa, you know, <laughs> they're freaking everybody out. No And then kidding. as they rehearsed for a few days, they got very used to it, very comfortable with it. Like Rosetta is in the play. She's very comfortable. But it's like, well, this is, you know, we got a place to stay. Right, so, right. Um, and a soft, yeah. soft so, pillow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I live in Northeast Minneapolis, uh, right in the neighborhood of, of which is now Casket Arts, but used to be the place uh, that would turn yeah. out hundreds, if not thousands, of caskets over over the years. And when I moved in to my neighborhood in '96, it was still making caskets. And you would turn the corner and turn on that street, and all of a sudden, you saw forty brand new caskets ready to be picked up to be shipped off to wherever and it was always such a reminder of my own mortality you know yeah 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 there's yeah. just a certain vibe with it but what's really incredible uh and i'm not going to give away the ending uh but the very beginning when uh maria is is putting the makeup on rosetta and uh you can go back and look. You can find color pictures of Rosetta. Uh, you can Google it. Uh, find some live performances online. But she was a she was a gorgeous woman, and how it mm-hmm. ties in the very end is just stunning. Really, I, I have to say, but yeah. that yeah. last scene. I mean, I, I it 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 takes you a while to put it together exactly because the time is kind of shifting in that yeah um yeah and so but it was just i literally uh wendy had tears in my eyes at the end i was uh last night i went down to the, the dakota i went to see the hooked on hamilton uh thing that was put together by t michael rambo and uh as i was sitting there this woman comes up to me she goes we were at park square on sunday and you totally took us by surprise and i didn't know i said oh well, what she's well we stayed for the we were at the plane like we were watching the player enjoy it, and all of a sudden you had us both in tears, you know, so it's, about, it is, it's very moving at the end when you just sort of, you know, you realize what all she went through and, and um, you know, and she has such, I mean, I think in Rosetta's music, you hear it, but also in Jamesia's performance, there's such joy oh, yeah. in, uh, you know, that just that, that and then when you put all the stuff together about her life, you know, and then, and you know, it, it does a little bit of a heartbreaker at the very end. There was, um, you know, like I said, I uh, 
I've read the book on her by Gail Ward, and then uh, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff. It was said I've been aware of her for for quite a while, but I uh, I saw a clip on YouTube last night of her last performance in Copenhagen when she does mm. Precious Lord, and she had lost her mother, mm. who traveled with her a lot, raised her. Her mm -hmm. mother was a traveling evangelist musician used to get Rosette up on stage when she was six years old to sing, uh, play guitar, played piano, danced on top of the piano. She was really a child star. Then Rosetta yeah. you know, Tharp became one of the biggest stars in gospel music and then crossed over into the nightclubs in the 40s and the, and the blues. Uh, but to watch mm -hmm. that performance when she's referencing her mother and sings... Uh, uh, Precious, is it Precious Lord or Precious Memories, the song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when she sings it at the end, which is also uh, the last tune in uh, the production of Marie and Rosetta, it's, my God, it, it, she, she lived it. She was imbued with the spirit. And uh, it's, I mean, even years, 40 years after her death now on YouTube, you can still tell how powerful a woman she was. Yeah, she was just, and she's, she was just great. And she just wanted to do her music in her way. And, you know, and again, with all the obstacles, you know, the thing about being a female performer, being African-American, you know, especially at that time, just having all the, all the, uh, the, the things that were, uh, in her way, given the system that she was coming up in, still she was just, she had such spunk, and uh, I mean, she she would be, she, don't you, you just felt like she'd be great to know her. You oh, know? <laughs> it'd be great to hang out with her, a jam. I would love yeah. to jam with Sister totally. Rosetta Thurman. Yeah. You know what's amazing? They, they call her the godmother of rock and roll. I know my music history enough to know. I would call her the mother of rock and roll. Um, Someone asked me that. Who's the mother then? I was like, I don't know. That's a good question. She is yeah, the mother of rock mother. and roll. We'll say it right here in the Wall of yeah. Power Radio Hour with director Wendy Knox. Paul Metzel <laughs> will tell you because you go back and listen to what she was playing. I mean, there, you know, there was a handful of electric guitars. Charlie Christian, of course, was one of them. But Sister Rosetta Tharp, there was nobody playing electric guitar like that in the mid-40s. I mean, she became an influence on Chuck Berry, who influenced everybody else. We, and and uh, we're going to talk about how the other obstacle she went through was going from gospel into the pop market and then back. Yeah. She straddled yeah. them both. So we're going to end... Uh, this second set on the Wall and Power Radio are with one of the tunes most associated with her during her cabaret times, four or five times, then we'll be back with Wendy Knox. <laughs> journal entry number seven it's been a week since i entered this vast land called big by electronics in search of a digital camera today i encountered several people calling themselves employees but they only spoke of car stereos knowing nothing of cameras so i continued westward through endless forests of cds and dvds by evening i took refuge near some televisions to regain my bearings I begin to wonder if this camera department is a myth. I should have heeded my colleagues and gone to National Camera. Their knowledge and customer service is the stuff of legend. But it is too late for me now. Tell my wife I love her. At National Camera Exchange, our price guarantee means we'll match any local store or internet price any day of the week. And now during our holiday sale, the prices get even better. You'll even get free classes with any camera purchase. See store for details. 
Tune in for Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything except your intelligence. Coming up, what do we owe future generations? Well, for one thing, we owe them a habitable planet. But they don't even exist yet. Why worry about them? Well, we're grateful to previous generations for everything they did for us. Yeah, but the past is over, Josh. The future isn't here. Not yet, but it's coming. What do we owe future generations next time on Philosophy Talk? Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. on AM 950. Toyota-thon is on. Head to Rudy Luther Toyota and check out the great deals. Rudy Luther has huge model year-end incentives, but it's the continued service which will make you a loyal Luther customer. Get two years maintenance free with every new Toyota purchased performed in one of the largest volume service departments in the country. They'll never sell you service you don't need. Plus, the Luther Advantage card gets you great discounts at holiday. Go to RudyLutherToyota.com for all the Toyota-thon deals. Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Considering replacing your vacuum, what do you do with the old one? Throw it in the garage? Worse yet, throw it in the garbage? How about trade it in and save? A1 Vacuum in Roseville has been around forever, and they take trade-ins. When you trade in your old vacuum, you save. So if it's time to replace that old clunker headed for the garage or landfill, bring it in to A1 Vacuum in Roseville. You can find A1 Vacuum at a-1vacuum.com or call 651 222 6316. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at Great GreatWallRestaurant.us With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight will be partly cloudy with a low around 28. Sunday, sunny with a high near 38 and a low around 20. Monday, sunny with a high near 30 and a low around 21. And Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 37 and a low around 27. AM 950 is brought to you by Eat Local Minnesota. Break away from the usual and find a list of -of one-of-a-kind local restaurants at EatLocalMinnesota.com. From elegant to casual, exotic to comfort food, they've got everything and more. Find the full list of incredible nearby restaurants at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Welcome back to the Wall and Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We have the great and acclaimed theater director Wendy Knox with us tonight on uh, on the show for the whole show. She is directed a fabulous uh, play that's over at the Park Square Theater through December 30th called Marie and Rosetta. If people are interested, and I sure hope uh, you are, uh, and you got to get tickets, I'd, I'd call today. The number is 651 291 9196 651-291-9196 or go to Theater is R-E at the end, not E-R. ParkSquareTheater.org. Wendy, so we uh, uh, finished talking the last set about how she was literally Sister Rosetta Tharp, a gospel superstar. And then at a certain point started performing in the nightclubs, which initially totally freaked out her gospel audience. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting, too, and it, it, this is addressed in the play, too. I mean, she was then kind of shunned by the whole church community because, you know, taking that music, playing in those nightclubs, which was just, that was, that was dirty, you know? Yeah. And so... She and that hurt her, you know, because the, the the gospel community was. I mean, that was that was her community, and so um, it's interesting that that conflict and that kind of went on for a long time. I mean, she she had to fight to get back, and I, I don't know if she was ever fully welcomed back because of her association with the dreaded rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know. And I, you know, one thing that I didn't, uh, I watched the BBC uh, uh, episode on her last night, and I'm not sure, I don't think it was referenced there, I don't think it's referenced in the play, but I do believe she was also at that uh, incredible show at Carnegie Hall that uh, America's Greatest Talent Scout put on John Mm. Hammond. Sister Rosetta Tharp, I believe, was a performer at that. Hmm. Um... Also, great show. It uh, uh, John had just a phenomenal selection of uh, uh, 
blues and uh, gospel and uh, and black musicians at that. And he was searching to try to get Robert Johnson on the show, uh-huh. and Robert had died. Um, mm. They say poison right around that time, but. Uh, Anyway, that's something I think people should uh, check check out, do some Googling about the 1938 Spiritualist to Swing concert at Carnegie Hall put on by the great John Hammond. Tell us, Wendy, because, you know, when I'm I'm looking at it, I have the program uh, right in front of me. Uh, Although it's just a uh, two-person show uh, with Jamesia Bennett and Rajani Katura Brown, a 23-year-old phenom, um, mm-hmm. who's just, uh, her dad was there. I think her dad flew in from Atlanta or mm-hmm. something, which was very cool. But um, but to put on a show like this, okay, artistic staff, director, music director, the great Gary uh, Hines, a very good friend of mine who we both uh, worship at the altar of his musicianship, <laughs> scenic designer, costume designer, lighting designer, sound designer, assistant sound designer, properties designer, wig designer, dramaturge, um, stage manager, assistant stage manager, two main players in the cast, an understudy, two musicians playing the guitar and piano in the background, um, and of course, you've got the ticket sales, the marketing department. But so, tell us when you are going to do a uh, a production like Marie and Rosetta at the Park Square Theater that's been around for forty plus years. How long does it actually take by the time you shake hands and say, "I'm going to direct it," um, to put everything together? When did it, the this start becoming what what it is now? Well, this can, you know, that time can vary. This one kind of came together fairly late. I'm trying to, I can't remember when we actually, uh, when we actually, uh, when I was actually hired. But then, um, I mean, in terms of the rehearsal, I went and I closed the show with Frank Theater, like on the Sunday before we started rehearsals. And we started wow. rehearsals on Tuesday for Marie and Rosetta. So there was kind of a quick turnaround for me as a director. Sure. But of course, Lots of prep happens in between, you know, and the casting and all that stuff happens in between. I mean, it was great. I think it was last summer when we did the the auditions for this. So, okay. um, you know, Jamisia and Rajane were on board, um, I think it was sometime last summer. And Gary and I had met a few times and talked about stuff and then did, you know, the auditions. And then, you know, um, having him on board was just huge because the musicianship, you know, that he brings, and, and, and also because Jamisi is a total perfectionist, too. Oh, my God. And Rajanay's a little genius, you know. So, yeah. And I should also, I think the props also go to uh, Michael May and Natalia Peterson, who are the musicians who are playing. Um, and it's not really a spoiler to say that, you know, one of the challenges when you're doing the, directing the piece is, like, what do you do when you have this, it's a two-character play, and both of the actors have to be, you know, you know, killer singers. And also, according to the play, that they are playing the instruments. I mean, right, uh, right. Marie is playing the piano and, and Rosette is playing the guitar. So ideally, you'd want to find actors who could play guitar and piano and sing and act. Well, that probably ain't going to happen. Right, you know? right. So, most most uh, performances, you have to figure out what do you do with that. Most performances of this play that I've read about have musicians who are actually voicing what the actors are doing. And so Michael May uh, is a guitar player who voices Rosetta on stage musically. And um, Natalia Peterson is the pianist who voices what Marie is doing on stage musically. And... Um, and they all worked, I mean, they all worked really hard, and with Gary, I mean, it's it's an interesting level that you don't have to deal with directing a, sort of a straight play or often musicals, where it's like the sort of the miming of the playing of the instrument has to be spot on. Right. And, um, you know, Macy in particular was really working on how to play guitar and how to do that, so she, you know, and it's it's kind of great because we did a little quick, survey of the audience after the show the other day and who believed who thought they were playing the instruments and about two-thirds or more 
thought they were actually playing, which was great, you know, oh, especially for that, you know, for the story being told. It's great that they would believe that the instruments were being played there. Well, you know, as, a, as a guitarist, first of all, I want to give props to Michael May because uh, he had the, you know, uh, Sister Rosanna Tharp had a really interesting uh, rhythmic approach to the electric guitar, and uh, and it. You, you had to really stay on top of it, but Michael not only uh, had that down, but he also had the tone because Sister Rosetta had uh, probably one of the first ones playing the electric guitar back then that had a kind of a real distorted, uh, you know, sound of what she was doing that I think probably in part was she'd like to play loud. God bless her, so yeah. do I. Yeah, yeah. But Jamesia, what was so interesting was that she had to spend time with Michael to know she was doing bar chords when the when uh, Sister Rosetta would do her single string solos, which she was phenomenal about. Jamesia, what really was man tracking that big time? I mean, you'd have to really pay attention and go, geez, no, she's hitting this, she's hitting the wrong quarter, she's doing this and that. I mean, she did an incredible job. And then having to sing, and she's also doing dance moves at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It was really incredible. And then they both sang like angels. Yeah, the, the pipes on those gals are, you know, um, just, you know, I mean, Jamesia with her however many Grammys she's got and just as a lead vocalist for The Sounds of Blackness. I mean, and then just the stuff she's done. She's just, um, I could have a worse job than having to sit and listen to that every night. Oh, no, no kidding. <laughs> and, and then Rosina, it's, it's such a delight because she's 23 years old. She's just out of college. She went to Spelman College in uh, Georgia and came up here and did a year uh, of performing arts performing apprenticeship at the Children's Theater, and now she's just busting out, and she's just going to be, I mean, she's just, her voice, it's been really fun to watch, even during the course of the play, to watch watch it develop what she's done with the music, you know? Well, you know, like that yeah, go ahead. in the valley at the end of the show is just, just oh my gosh, yeah. fabulous. Yeah, and one of, uh, one of Elvis's favorite gospel tunes to sing, too, because Elvis... And, you know, if you look at, I mean, I think people that are interested out there in the history of rock and roll, you've really got to study Sister Rosetta Tharp because yeah. she not yeah. only brought the guitar playing and the singing, but she brought this energy uh, that captivated musicians, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley. And then she did some time touring with the Jordanaires who were... Uh, you know, the uh, go white gospel mm -hmm. quartet that Elvis used. And mm -hmm. uh, there was such a crossover. So you think, you know, Elvis grew up loving gospel music as well, used to go to gospel churches to dig it. But he was a huge fan of Rosetta's. According to one of the Jordanaires on the uh, BBC documentary, I saw, he said Elvis just loved her guitar playing. But I think if you see... Yeah early Elvis, and you look at the early Rosetta Tharp, you know, we got, this is not just about singing. This is about becoming the spirit of the song. Right. The whole, the whole energy of performing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that she does, he does talk about how she was his favorite guitarist. Yeah. Know? Well, you know, it was also incredible because I, I was with my friend, uh, Phil Freshman and, uh, uh, who just thoroughly enjoyed the show on Sunday at the Park Square Theater watching um, Marie and Rosetta. And during the, uh, the cast discussion at the end, it was so funny because you get you looked at uh, uh, Jamesia and Rajane, and they, you, the costumes are gorgeous, and so yeah. of the time, and the, and the wigs are amazing. So you just figured, well, that's what these two ladies look like, right? And then yeah. they come out for the discussion, and it's like they're in their, their street clothes and their sweats, and they're just hanging yeah. out. They're just like two, two, two ladies you just want to hang out with, and you go, oh, yeah. my God, that's right. That was Rosetta, and that was Maria. Yeah. Well, I think they're having such a ball performing the show, too. I think this, I think they're... Uh, the energy between the two of them is great, and I think, and again, it's just what what joy they must get from you know performing this. It's it's been really a great project for all of us, you know. Oh my God! And and I highly re recommend anybody that uh, 
hasn't figured out what Christmas presents they're going to buy. Buy a couple of yeah. tickets for your friends <laughs> or your family for this. Uh, Marie and Rosetta at the Park Square Theater. We're going to go out with this, uh, another song that Rosetta used to sing when she moved into the nightclubs called Tall Skinny Papa. And then we'll be back with Wendy Knox. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. This holiday season, think outside the everyday chocolate box. Make a splash with your friends, family, and clients with elegantly packaged artisan chocolates from Chocolat Celeste. Come taste the intoxicating flavor of the finest European chocolate, handcrafted with love by founder and chocolatier Mary Leonard. Mary and her staff will help you understand the kind of chocolate that everyone wants and dreams about. Watch while the recipient opens the box. It's like a beautiful piece of holiday artwork. Then watch them taste the sweet and complex flavors. This holiday season, Chocolat Celeste has created an artisan collection for AM950 listeners. Get 25% off of 6, 12, and 24-piece collections in-store only. A winter-themed truffle box of raspberry, Grand Marnier, peanut butter, key lime, lemon, Thai spice, frangelico, and more. Open 9.30 to 5.30 daily, Chocolat Celeste is located at 652 Transfer Road in St. Paul, just four blocks off I-94 at the Cretan Vandalia exit. Chocolat Celeste, the way chocolate is meant to be. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Hi, this is Jen of Vandalia Glassworks in St. Paul. We're an independent glass studio celebrating the art of making beautiful glassworks. This ancient skill of creating art from fire is something you can learn to do through the Blow Your Own Glass class classes. Learn to make an elegant glass paperweight, and advanced classes will teach you how to make tumblers and other pieces of art. Consider giving the gift of experience during the holidays. Sign up with friends and family to create artistic glassworks together. More at VandaliaGlassworks.com. Oh, yes, how it rains. I said it rains, children. Rain, oh, yes. Didn't it? Yes, didn't it? You know it did or didn't it? Oh, my Lord, how it rains. You know it rained 40 days, rained 40 nights. Now make my God not fit me right. I'm going to get to heaven. Welcome back to the game. Uh, where you are. Last set, 
I'm your host, Paul Metz, and my guest, director, Wendy Knox. We just heard a tour de force, Sister Rosetta Tharp's song called Didn't It Rain. In the play, Maria and Rosetta, through December 30th at the Park Square. You know, Wendy, we were talking about uh, the great YouTube clips you can see on Rosetta Tharp. And yeah. uh, there is that... Rosetta, I mean, this could be a three-episode show just to talk about how great the play is, talk about more about Wendy Knox, and, and, and talk more about Sister Rosetta Thorpe. But we've just got uh, an hour to do it tonight. Um, is that she went through, uh, you know, three husbands. She she had a wedding <laughs> in Washington at the ballpark. Had 25,000 people there. It was recorded. I mean, this was like... Way before Woodstock, right? And uh, and uh, and then she ends up. She goes through rock and roll has kind of taken over her career and personal life. Uh, has kind of uh, now kind of the the world has kind of passed her by. But 1964, there's a phenomenal tour that goes to uh, Britain called the American Folk and Blues Festival. And it featured Brownie McGee and Sonny Terry, two of my heroes. Uh, I believe uh, Holland Wolf, several other great black blues musicians, and Sister Rosetta Tharp that introduced her to an international audience uh, at that point. And she does the song, Didn't It Rain, which we just heard, uh, with that great white Gibson three-pickup SG custom model <laughs> played at the ra railroad station in the rain. <laughs> you is this the one, Paul, where she comes in in the carriage? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, horse, and she just, yeah it's just, it's, it's such a great, such a great clip. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the thing I was wondering, it was, her vocals were so powerful, and she was literally singing at the audience was uh, was college kids across the railroad tracks, right? Yeah. Like at a railroad yeah. station. And her voice was so powerful. And you're looking around and go, where the hell's the microphone? You know, yeah. there had to been a yeah. microphone and tape it, right? You couldn't see it. That's how yeah. powerful her singing was. Well, and that's, the, that, you know, and it's really funny because like real life parallel, Jamesia can also, she's just got, oh, yeah. you know, she, her voice is amazing too. But, but that thing about the use of mics, it's so interesting to see how, um, well, particularly like in musical theater now, is that, I mean, even when you go to these old theaters and you realize that actors, they had to project to fill right. up. And now it's so funny. They rely so much on that little microphone thing. And it's like, dude, you got to step it up. Yeah, you know? exa you're exactly right. I, look, I, at, look at Rosetta. She can just fill that place. But she was, and she loves it. There's a great line in the play when she first pulls out her, her electric guitar and she says, uh, she said something. I'm going to be a big old... Uh, I'm going to be a big old Lady Gabriel, a loud, loud uh, Lady Joshua calling out. You know, she just, she was, she was, she was wanting to, you know, to, to wail. She wanted to shred that guitar and, yeah. and belt it out. And she's just, again, she had such energy. It was amazing. Well, you know, she reminded me, and she almost looks a bit like Bessie Smith, you know, the Empress of the mm -hmm. Blues. A little bit, yeah. And, and you, and, uh, you know, who used to have, uh, you know, her own railroad train to go from gig to gig, and they'd set up, uh, you know, they'd go to a town and they'd set up a tent and they'd sing with a piano player with no microphone, you know, yeah. to, to yeah. how many ever people showed up, whether it was theaters, now probably some of the nicest theaters had some sort of amplification, but yeah. these blues singers back in the day, Rosetta, including, sang their formative years without amplification. Right, right. You know, they had to be almost operatic in their projection yeah. vocally. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it really is something. And, you know, um, and working out the sound for the show at Park Square, too, is that took some, again, Gary was really helpful with that, with getting the balance for the monitors and stuff, and like making sure that everybody could hear and, and you know, because wanting to. And I think that and the, uh, Peter Morrow, who's, and the um, mixing of the sound does a great job where it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, he, he's... Like, the first time she sings, I, I love watching... You know, of course, I've seen the show a million times, but watching the first time she starts singing this train, it's like, you can feel it's amplified, but it's not... It doesn't... 
It doesn't feel artificial. You know, right, he does a wonderful right. job of mixing it, so it just it feels very natural. Well, you know that one slow minor blues tune yeah. that she does wow. about three quarters in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that could be its own one act play. Just that, yeah. just that song. Yeah, yeah. it's that totally. good. It's that good. I mean, I was just like going. My God, you know, verse after verse, course after course. Oh my God, my God, my God, this is so good, so good. And it's different every night because she improvises so much. But just like, and it's just like, just watching what she does again. That voice of hers and what she can do with it is amazing. But that that piece is that's like a showstopper every night. It absolutely is. We we've had Wendy Knox on, great director for the whole show tonight. Go and see. Uh, Maria and Rosette at the Park Square Theater. Once again, ticket office 651-291-9196 or track your tickets down at Park Square Theater. Theater's Ari at the end. And, and Paul, Orgy. Oops, sorry. Paul, they just added a show, too. I just got an email. They're added, uh, I think it's on the 29th. They've got one additional show. Beautiful. So, um, it's selling, so, so yeah, Well, it's, it's, it's going to be, you're, you're, you're going to get some Ivy awards for this i'm absolutely except convinced. for they stopped having the ivy awards so we're too late otherwise we would have done a sweep yeah absolutely <laughs> and two as long as we're talking about the great gary hines uh the sounds of blackness twas the night yes. before christmas is coming up is it at the fitzgerald do you do you know it, no it's at the pantages okay year. the pantages go and see that i yeah. saw it last year it's Phenomenal. There's only one performance this year. I think it's uh, 21st, maybe. I'm not sure the date, but it's one performance only. Wendy, it's been such a pleasure finally meeting you in person. I've uh, known about you for uh, since I moved to town and your great work at the Frank Theater. And we have a lot of mutual friends. Director Wendy Knox, thank you so much for uh, directing this fabulous play. Marie and Rosetta, have a wonderful holiday, and let's do martinis soon. Okay, thanks a lot, Paul. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Brett Johnson. We'd like to thank our guest, director Wendy Knox. If you're looking for some holiday gifts, you can get my records at The Electric Fetus. And I also have a great New Year's Eve show, a benefit for Metro Cable Channel 6. It's a cable station in northeast Minneapolis where you can see Wall of Power TV every weekend at 8 and 1130. It's going to be an acoustic Northeast New Year's Eve featuring myself, Mary Kutrafello, Pete Sandvik, Dan Israel, and several others. Tickets at mcn6.org. Remember, like my dad used to tell me, be kind and make someone happy. And the mighty will fall.